Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russell. Thank you for joining me today. Happy Saturday. I always like to let you know what day of the week it is, and I like to say happy every day, because every day above ground is a blessing, ain't it? Uh, <laughs> so, last night, I slept a full... Okay, please understand. I haven't slept... Let me put it this way. How many times am I going to restart this sentence? I'm just very excited. I slept a full eight hours last night. When I say full, I didn't wake up once. I do not remember the last time. Like, that's a that's a phrase that just, oh, I don't remember the last time. I'm like, I don't remember the last time that I slept through the whole night and did not wake up once. My wife even got up, I guess Ada was crying last night at like midnight, midnight 30, and uh, quarter past, half past midnight, and uh, I didn't didn't wake up. I, I vaguely remember hearing a door shut, and that's it. So for me to sleep through the whole night, man, um, it's very unusual. Now, the I've also noticed my moods the past two days, uh, my focus levels, my energy levels, and my concentration have all improved dramatically. Dramatically. Like, what? there's... I feel great. And either I'm manic <laughs> or... <laughs> which, I don't have any crazy urges. If I were manic, I'd have all kinds of, you know, crazy sexual urges or... I'd be wanting to go to the casino or, or I'd be boozing hard or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like this, it, I, I just feel good. And what I've, the, so I'm on, I'm on my carnivore diet. I'm not drinking, you know, but I've been doing that now for the better part of 40 days other than a couple days over Christmas. Um, you know, I'm down to 200 this morning. I was 235 pounds lighter than I was before Christmas. Um, methylated blue so I've been taking about 10 grams of methylated blue uh, orally with the dropper and it's supposed to help you with anxiety depression um, all kinds of different things look up the benefits of methylated blue I get mine from Meraki M-E-R-A-K-I and I gotta order some more today I'm going to order a bunch. Um, that's the only thing I've changed with my diet, my exercise, any of my protocols. Is I introduced methylated blue about... All it is is just a very blue, bitter liquid. I don't know. I have to look at what the compounds are. I'm not sure exactly what it is, which I should probably figure that out before I talk about it on a podcast but and again I'm not a healthcare professional go talk to your fat ass doctor instead but uh I feel great man I feel really really good uh like last night we were just we were in our group chat with our team from one of the companies and just ideas were just flowing and one of the girls was like man she's like I'll take whatever Mike's having and then she texted me on the side and said, I haven't seen you like this, like excited and fired up in a while. I'm like, yeah, why am I so excited? Why am I so tuned in right now at 8.30 at night? 
you know, normally by 8.30 at night, I'm a zombie. I just want to stare at a screen, honestly. Because my days are just tough. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it's life is tough, man. And my the life I've chosen is not easy. And usually by the end of the day, I've had it. By like 6 o'clock, like I get taxed after 6 o'clock normally. I just want to wring the person's neck. Um, especially phone calls. Don't you ever call me after 6 o'clock at night. But um, last night I felt great. And, I'm, and then I sleep a whole 8 hours. And I'm like, okay, what's the deal here? Methylated blue. That's the only thing I've changed in my protocol uh, over the past week. I think I've been taking it for since Monday. I didn't really feel anything day one and two. Monday, Tuesday felt, eh, whatever, very normal. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, just very progressively started feeling different. <clears throat> started feeling different. It was funny because I was cooking the other night. This wasn't last night. It was the night, Thursday night. And my wife was like, are you all right? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm just cooking you dinner. She's like, oh, you're just really quiet. I was like, huh, I am really quiet. Oh, I know. I feel calm. <laughs> I feel calm. I didn't realize what it was at the time. I didn't even know what to say to her. I'm like, oh, you know, yeah, I'm all right. And I got to thinking, I'm like, how? why I am quiet? Why am I quiet? I'm like, holy smokes, what is this emotion? What is this? Is this called, is this the calm you talk about? <laughs> am I calm? You know those words, you just say it enough, it just sounds like it's not a real word. Calm. 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 Imagine trying to learn English. No, it's not calm, it's calm. What? Why? Well, why is bat bat? Why isn't it bell, ballot? <laughs> calm. <laughs> bot, bot. <laughs> why is bat not bot, but calm is not calm? Imagine trying to learn the English language, dude. It makes no sense. Like, once you learn one of the uh, romance languages, English, Spanish, Portuguese, French, Italian, you could pick up on all the others very quickly. Romanian was another. You could pick up on the others very quickly because they're, they're conjugated. They say there's similarities. It makes sense logically. English language, just like, yeah, well, we do it this way because we do it. Also, F the metric system. <laughs> you know? Do you know a cup, a measurement of a cup is what you can cup in both of your hands? Do you know that? Interesting, right? Um, anyways, so, methylated blue, baby. We got a due date for number two, March 7th. March 7th. It's so funny. I feel like I'm talking to my best friend every morning on the phone with you guys. Like I'm on a phone call with my best friend. You guys are my buddies. I appreciate all of you that listen. I really do. I really do. And all of you that share it and give feedback and just tell me that you're tuning in and just I, I really do appreciate it. I love it when you guys bring me quotes and stuff like that. Um, really do appreciate it. But yeah, the second baby's coming March 7th. March 7th, so get ready, boys and girls. Going to be a dad times two, a girl dad at that times two. So Ada was February 7th, so they're going to be about 7 to, well, 28, 29. So they're going to be nine days apart because I think this year is a leap year. 
I like that my daughter's born on a leap year. And it's going to be 3-7. 3-7 is a good date. Those are the Lord's numbers, 3 and 7. On the seventh day, he rested. God does things in threes, typically. Um, numerology is very interesting. The numerology. Now, now, I'm not talking like religious numerology where you're like worshiping like angel numbers and stuff like that, which I guess is what it means. But I just like watching the patterns of numbers. You know, I've always been fascinated by numbers and seeing numbers and patterns and, uh, you know, just in the Bible and things like that. Anyways, I don't know what I'm even talking about right now. But the, yeah, I'm going to be a girl dad times two. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be an adjustment. Uh, I think that. As I've said before, it's going to be a major adjustment, obviously, for my wife as the head caregiver. But I think baby number two is going to be a bigger adjustment for me than baby number one is. Because I'm, I'm going to have to, not that I'm not involved, you know what I mean? But I, I don't know what my mornings are going to look like. You know, am I going to be able to leave my wife in the morning for three hours and go to gym, Muay Thai? And I'm sure we'll figure it out, you know, but we got to get into a routine, you know what I mean? I got to make sure she's got a good routine before I leave the house. You know, we just don't know what it's going to be like because her and I like can't remember what it was like with Ada in the mornings. It's really, really weird. I wish we would have taken notes. You know, I just, I think she ate. She slept. I mean, the newborn's easy, man. They just eat and sleep. You know, they just eat and sleep. Where it's going to get complicated is that we're going to have a newborn. And we're going to have a, a one year old now that's just starting to learn how to walk and run around. <laughs> slam into shit and pull things down that's all they do man kids are so funny man and anybody listening to me that has kids knows it but they just they put things in their mouth everything that she sees has to go in her mouth it's hilarious they put things in their mouth and they pull things and they throw things like the way my daughter learns about the world around her she'll see her little face right now their bottom lip sticking out she'll grab something look down at it kind of like study it for a second and then wham slam it in the ground <laughs> whether it's i could give her an egg i could give her a toy i could give her a stick i could give her a leaf i could give her a, a, a traffic sign it doesn't matter what it is she's gonna look at it oh she's gonna look at it she's gonna put it in her mouth so she's gonna kind of look down and i can see her right now she's gonna look down at it she's gonna close her eyes and put it in her mouth now she's gonna jerk her head back Look at it again and slam it into the ground. <laughs> Kids are hilarious. And I just, I can't wait to see what her personality is going to be like, you know? Like, what's she going to be like? Is she going to be more like her mom? Is she going to be more like me? She's already very strong-willed, uh, inquisitive, and focused. She's a very focused child. So those are all a lot like me. Um... I'm interested to see what parts of her mother she gets. I bet you she's going to be a little catty like her mom is. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Um, it's just so cool, man. It's just so cool having kids. And don't let it, you know, some idiot loser freaking meatwad talk you out of doing it because they're miserable with their lives. Dude, having kids like one of the best things on the planet. It really is. It's so special. It's so, so special. Um... And that's what we're called to do, man. You know what I mean? We're called to find a husband or a wife. 
called to have children. It's, it's fascinating to me how many people are single and unmarried at my age. So I went out with um, my chiropractor friend and my Muay Thai trainer the other night. And there were seven or eight of us young men from 25 to 35. Mostly in our 30s. A couple young bucks in there, but mostly in our 30s. I think one kid, the little, the, the, um, one of the kids was in his early 20s. But here are all these 30-year-old guys, and I'm the only one that's married. I think one of them, I think the kid that was a nurse is in a long-term relationship. But I'm the only one that's married with kids. And I'm thinking, like, dude, like, a couple decades ago, it would have been very unusual to have a bunch of 30, especially mid-30s, and not have a wife and children. And I'm not knocking these guys. These guys are great guys. But that's the thing is I know so many great guys and so many wonderful women that are late 20s, 30s, shit, even 40s that are not married and don't have kids. And it seems more prevalent now than it's ever been. And you got to ask yourself, why? Why is it this way? Why are there so many good single people? I, I, dude, I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm going to start a matchmaking service. Seriously. I'm going to start a matchmaking service. I want to charge people a good amount of money, too. But I think there's such a need. I, 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 I've realized that as I've gotten older and more sociable, because in my college years, I was not a sociable person. And then in my 20s, I was a very volatile. I mean, I mean, me saying this now, I'm still pretty volatile, but I was an extremely volatile person uh, in my 20s very polarizing even more so than I am now I think um, at least now I have a better message back then I didn't have a message I was just angry and hated everybody um, but I've realized as I'm older and older I'm a connector I connect people I just look at all of the relationships that have happened I'm not saying this egotistically at all it's just an observation I just look at all of the connections I've developed between people and I'm like, I, that's a strength. That's a strength. How can I use that to make money? You know what I mean? And it's not that I just want to do it to make money. I think I would have more fun than anything. Being a matchmaker would be sweet. Yeah, I've got some like cool ideas for it. You know what I mean? I would be the one to set up the date. You know what I'm saying? I would be like, yeah, like I know that sounds almost like kind of gay and feminine. <laughs> Actually, now that I say, oh, I'm going to set up their date for them. It's going to be so much fun. Ah, I feel like a fag. <laughs> Listen, okay, if that's if that's the manifestation of my inner uh, metrosexuality, then so be it. I think it would be fun to get people together and possibly, like, there are so many people that are married now because what's this dude doing? What do you want me to do? This dude's buried in my ass. I got another car in front of me. What do you want me to do? I'm going to throw this banana peel out the window at this faggot. Um, but there are many marriages now and relationships that were either directly or indirectly 
you know, whether I recruited two people into a life insurance company and they met each other, that's happened, I don't know how many times now. Um, or start new companies, people meet each other. It's just, it's really, really cool. It's really, really cool to see. And, um, you know, many people that are married now would not have met each other. And I'm like, I, that's a strength. I got to figure out a way to use it. I got to figure out a way to be used it and monetize it. I'm always trying to think of ways to make money. Always. Always. Because there's money everywhere. You need to start thinking about more ways to make money. You got to start thinking about more ways to use your skill set, monetize your skill set, and make money. You have so many strengths. The problem is, and, and this is, I talked about this on my Instagram story the other day when I was talking to young men about you being, like they said that, um, Young men that are narcissistic have high testosterone. And they were calling them narcissists. And I'm like, that. you know what? Shut up. Take your little study, roll it up, and cram it up your ass. Because you, as a young man, it is normal to want to take over the world. It's normal. It's normal to have a chip on your shoulder. It's normal to be competitive. It's normal to size another guy up at the gym or at the mall or as you're walking past each other on the street. You know, that's, that is normal. If you don't feel competitive, if you don't want to take over the world, at least your version of the world, if you don't size other guys up out in public, that's not, nor that's not normal. And it's toxic. There's no such thing as toxic masculinity. There is just the absence of masculinity. No such thing. Any woman that uses the phrase toxic masculinity is damaged. And God forbid a man uses it. And the phenotype is always the same. Phys it's called physiognomy or something like that. Ph physiognomy. Physiognomy. And it just means that people look like how they act and believe. Essentially. And all of the men that have ever used, unironically used, the term toxic masculinity are always the same. A little bit of a neck beard, glasses, weak. You notice how these people all have like big upper eyelids? You notice that? Weak people all have these, it's almost like a pale, empty look to their eyes. I call it the fluoride stare. It's like overdeveloped upper eyelids. Like I don't have much, I don't have, actually looking at myself, I don't have upper eye. like I have upper eyelids, but that hood above my, my like my eyebrows hide them. It's, it's prey eyes. They all have prey eyes. They all have this negative canful tilt look to their faces. This just vacant look to their faces. Why is that? How does that happen? I just have to imagine that it's just peasant DNA. Like, your, your great ancestors were peasants, just medieval, just dirty, stinking peasants. And that's just, it's so ingrained in your bloodline. Like, now that I think about it, I don't know of any powerful people, strong people. I'm trying to think in my head that have those big upper eyelids. Really, that's what it is, man. What's up with that? 
Why do they always have big upper eyelids? You guys know you gotta. You 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 have to. I'd have to show you pictures. It's these guys, like I said, with the neck beard, the weak, soft, sloppy bodies. You know, their arms just kind of hang out of their shirt sleeves, like a couple tubes, pool tubes. You know what I'm saying? Those little things that you hit each other with in the pool. You can float on top of them. Wacky tubes, whatever. Their arms just dangle there. You know what I mean? Their their neck comes forward a little bit. Poor posture. You know, they're very uneasy out in public. What a miserable existence. I, I have a really hard time now. Like, I believe in taking care of the weak. But those that are weak and can't do anything about it. I cannot stand people that choose to be weak. I find it disgusting. I do not like to look at weak people. It may especially men. Especially men. But these people, they all have that same vacant big upper eyelid. Like they're they there's a lot their upper eyelids like very exposed. Like there's no hood over their upper eyelid. Why is that? Some of you are probably looking in the mirror like right now, like, oh shit, is it me? <laughs> I, what is what's up with that? I don't know. It's just it's it's and they all have the same belief system. The world doesn't need any more of these people. I'm telling you right now. I'm I'm so if it wasn't for having a daughter and a pregnant wife, I would be so pro apocalypse, man. I would be so pro electrical grid collapse cuz I know I'd survive. I'd be fine. But these people? <laughs> oh, boy. Useless. Vegan. Okay, go be a vegan when the world collapses. You know what I'm saying? How are you going to get your fresh avocados then? You know, go gnaw on the side of a pine tree? Retard. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I don't know, man. I'm not I'm not trying to be mean, but I am at this. I am trying to be mean. I want these people to either improve themselves or cease to exist. You know, I'm just tired of looking at them. And the problem is, is that they just, uh, they just, uh, they do very stupid things and they vote for stupid things and they all, I don't know. Anyways, so today's episode went off the rails a little bit. I started to think about how much I loathe weakness. So, but no, seriously, guys, I want to, uh, is there a spot up here? Yes, bingo. Um, no, but seriously, guys. I mean, come on. Don't be weak. Don't be weak. Weakness is a choice. Weakness is a choice. I don't know very many strong people. It's interesting the studies that they've done with testosterone. With testosterone and uh, political beliefs that, you know, conservatives typically have high T and that liberals have very low T. Imagine being a low T male. Imagine being a little low T beta male. <laughs> uh, could never be me. Could never be me. All right. Well, hey, have a good Saturday, boys and girls. Love you. Let's get it.